baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Week 5 in the NFL gets underway tonight. The Commanders and the Chicago Bears. We're not a Bears show. I'm a Bears guy. Our next guest, a Bears guy, Andy Barron's from Yahoo Fantasy Sport. I say it quietly we don't we don't shout it from the rooftops the way we may be used to and yeah it's uh it's an intriguing matchup in that justin fields is coming off his best weekend in fantasy this season so i guess if we're going to start with this game tonight and you're a fantasy investor in justin fields do you trust him enough to give him the start tonight yeah it was um uh, obviously, if you're if you're strictly tied to the Bears for fantasy purposes, last week was somewhat encouraging. Until it wasn't, like until they you know gagged the game away and all of the problems uh, from the the first three weeks uh, showed themselves. But we still haven't seen Fields like you know just have a dominant rushing performance that he really could have done it against Denver. I think it's less likely that we get that against Washington. I think that pass rush will come pretty hard um, and he's going to have to make quick decisions and it's going to tell us some stuff about Justin Fields. I, I don't have him ranked as just like a set it and forget it um, uh, quarterback at this point. I've got him, I, I believe QB 11, QB 12. Um, there are plenty of guys that I, that I think I might start ahead of him. I would, Honestly, if I had a Sam Howell or Justin Fields uh, uh, decision to make, it would be close to a coin flip. I'd still go Fields because you have the extreme rushing upside. But I'd think about it um, because obviously the Bears are not doing anything well right now. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy uh, Bears and Commanders tonight. Andy, you put an interesting question out on Twitter. Um, Who's been the most disappointing uh, player that you drafted uh, so far (laughs) in in fantasy? Uh, Who are some of the top results uh, that came back? Well, some of it was timing. Uh, some of this was just like when I asked the question, which was on the Tuesday after the Monday night game. So it was overwhelmingly Darren Waller. Um, and I get it. Like Darren Waller has basically, like, I would, I would say number two was probably Kyle Pitts. Um, and some clever person actually pointed out that it's the entire tight end position, really, other than like Kelsey and Sam Laporta. <laughs> it's pretty much all the tight ends. But, you know, like the, Obviously, the problems with the Giants' offense, uh, their inability to pass protect, Daniel Jones' inability to get the ball out quickly, um, have have trickled down to all the receivers, notably to Darren Waller, who was supposed to be the number one for that team. And now, like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't take very many like two for twenty five sort of performances, three for thirty, for people to be absolutely disgusted with their tight end. The problem is. There are no great ones on the waiver wire. All you'll find yourself doing is chasing touchdowns, you know? So I, I think the way I'd play it, I hate to tell people this, honestly, is especially if you've got somebody like Waller who remains the number one option in his offense, you, you probably got to ride with him at that position because you know that there are games coming as long as he's healthy. 
Andy, uh, the Bills are in London taking on the Jaguars. And, and based on what we saw against Miami, uh, I'm curious, if you're invested in the Bills and you paid the Bills tax in our area, as many of us had to, to uh-huh. get your favorite player on the team, uh, are you going deeper than Josh Allen and Steph Diggs in terms of guys that are must-starts week in and week out? Yeah, I think James Cook at this point is a is a pretty clear must start, and I, there's a little bit of fantasy griping about where you know where are my goal line carries, but you know he's been he's been so good start to finish. I, I also think Gabe Davis is uh, a pretty great like wide receiver two, wide receiver three option. I think this year you really only had to draft him as a wide receiver three, um, and that's like everybody everybody knows the the weekly potential for Gabe Davis. It's not going to you know there's going to be plenty of like to catch 30 yard weeks. That's, that's most receivers. But when he goes off, you know, he's tied to a team that can put 35 up against anybody and he's got a chance at a multi-touchdown game. So I, I love having guys like that, like as my, as my second or third receiver. So I think, I think Davis and Cook are pretty clear starts. We have uh, a couple running backs that, uh, you know, under normal circumstances, you're not even asking the question, do you play them or not? But uh, these two guys uh, haven't been available. One, uh, the season, Jonathan Taylor, uh, looking like Andy, I think maybe he is trending in that direction. So your thoughts on, uh, you know, gosh, do you put Taylor back in sight unseen? And also, we're still waiting on Saquon Barkley, but there's footage of him practicing and everything else. So your thoughts on Taylor and Barkley as possible plays this week. Yeah, I don't like there's not very many guys that you're going to that you're going to sit them for. Right. Like Taylor especially is really saying all the right things. Um, it's not it's not the greatest matchup to come back against. They like get Tennessee and Tennessee for a couple years now has been a super lopsided defense. Last year, they were number one against the run and number 32 against the pass. They have generally been kind of a pass funnel. Um, and that's, that's where we kind of expect that to go. But Jonathan Taylor, when healthy, is just a, is just a different player. He's like a, you know, I'm, I've got him as like my RB16 right now, but I think I actually feel a little bit more bullish than that on him. I, I just wouldn't, based on what he's saying, uh, what he's saying about his own health, what he's saying about his intentions for the team this year. It just like, it seems like he's going to play and be Jonathan Taylor. So I'm not, I'm not sweating that one. I'm going to start him. I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit more about how Saquon Barkley does a practice like on Friday, but it's like just reading tea leaves. It seems like it's trending in the right direction. It's kind of now or never for that team. Um, the nice thing about Barkley is that you don't care that much about like sometimes with running backs, you care a lot about what you think the game flow is going to be, but we don't care about that with him because he is a key piece of that passing game. And he's one of those, you know, maybe Daniel Jones doesn't take a hundred sacks in a game. If Saquon Barkley is available and out, out there, you know, for, for check down opportunities. So he, he'd be a man. He's such an important piece for that offense. And they, they obviously need him if they're going to even be remotely competitive with Miami. And he wanted to ask you about a couple of guys that were the darlings of this week's uh, waiver wire report. And we'll start with the backfield in Denver and Jaleel McLaughlin, who, I don't know, I mean, it wasn't like widely known that he was the most prolific rusher in NCAA history, yet there he was putting up over 100 in relief of uh, Javante Williams against the Bears, albeit uh, on Sunday. So what kind of a role do you think McLaughlin has here against the Jets coming up this weekend? And then the other player I wanted to ask you about, because he's returning from a shortened suspension, and we know that there's some injuries at wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. What's your take on Jamison Williams going into this weekend? Yeah, so I'll, I'll actually I'll start with Jamison Williams. Um, I would I would give that a week. I would need to see it with Jamison Williams before I'm willing to actually play him. I 
further, I think that I think that Josh Reynolds was probably the Lions receiver to add if he was still available on the waiver wire. And he's not as flashy. And like, there's a there's a thrill of the unknown factor with Jamison Williams, and everybody knows he has blinding speed. He was a great collegiate player, all that. Um, he's barely been available to Detroit, and they do have a good thing going right now. And I just I want to I want to see what that usage actually looks like before I'm willing to to plug him into a lineup. I I get that there's a lot of upside here, and he's a he's a fun player to stash. But I think Josh Reynolds is actually the guy that has like, you know, Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds go back to the Rams days. Yeah. Like they have great rapport. And Reynolds made a couple of highlight catches against Green Bay, and I just think he's a circle of trust receiver for that team right now. And Jamison Williams clearly isn't. So Reynolds is Reynolds is where I would uh, I would lean there. As for the Denver backfield, um, Javante Williams actually practiced today, <laughs> which was which was a little bit out of nowhere for me because that they, they ruled him out really quickly with the hip injury. Um, but now he's back to practice on a Thursday, and that's that's a really good sign for his availability. I will say that I do think Jaleel McLaughlin has a role going forward. I just think it's a I think it's a supporting role, um, and it's I don't think anybody went all in to acquire him uh, via waivers, so it's fine. You're not really burned by this, and he's a he's a nice little backup to Javante as well. Um, but that is like a really promising sign for Javante. Just one more thing on McLaughlin: um, that record is probably never going to be broken because he he is the he is the all division rushing leader in NCAA history, and he's got over eight thousand yards. Like that's only a thing that you could accomplish. Um, obviously, at a small school, he went to Youngstown State, and probably only during like with the COVID year, right? Like he got the extra year. Yeah. Um, that's just a crazy number that I, I, I who's going to break that? Nobody. Yeah, do the math. You'd have to average two thousand yards a year, and like, yeah, no, wow. I, yeah, without that. Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy. Um, last we saw uh, David Montgomery, it was uh, one week ago, and uh, there he was putting up three touchdowns against uh, the Green Bay Packers. And I guess my question is moving forward because a lot of us invested high in Jameer Gibbs. No, well, heck, Detroit invested up high, so you figured that was going to be uh, kind of a platoon there. But Andy is going to lean more heavily, in your opinion, in favor. of Montgomery moving forward. Well, the the problem the problem for Gibbs really is that he doesn't. There's no singular role that he owns on that team right now, right? Other than being the primary backup to David Montgomery and a rotational runner, but he's not like you know they get in obvious passing situations. It's he's not necessarily the guy on the field. They get near the goal line. It's definitely David Montgomery. They get in two minute. It's not necessarily Gibbs. So it's not like. He doesn't have a role that he can just claim and we can feel good about. Um, he, we, like, he's good. Um, I, by the way, the Lions absolutely nailed their draft. Like, for all the criticism that they got on draft night, um, Laporte is a win, Campbell's a win, Branch is a win, and Gibbs is a pretty clear win. He's just not, like, they're not using him as their, their featured back right now. I, I, I would also encourage people, I, you know, I don't, I, know, I don't normally direct you guys to, like, Yahoo content, but um, Matt Harmon does a, a podcast interview every week with Austin Eckler and Eckler had some great, like pretty, like a little bit of a technical breakdown of what both Montgomery and Gibbs do well as runners and um, how much more advanced David Montgomery is right now. And it goes way beyond, you know, uh, uh, sort of surfacey stats. It was really thoughtful and it was, you know, Eckler, Eckler shares a lot on that hmm. show, and he was great in describing, like, the way that David Montgomery can read things right now that maybe Gibbs cannot, where maybe Gibbs is a little bit more impatient as a runner. Um, like, Montgomery's a pro. Montgomery's a really good pro, and he's not, like, he's, he's not going to go anywhere unless injured. 
And the other thing about Montgomery is, and you like anybody who's followed the Bears knows this, he beats every recovery timeline on injuries. He just did. Like that guy always comes back earlier than you think he's going to come back from an injury. So he's he he's available, um, which means a lot in the NFL. So I I kind of think it just sticks the way it is right now. Like I think it's basically going to be two thirds, one third for the rest of the season unless something happens to Monty. Andy, you mentioned uh, Austin Eckler, who's on a bye this week, hopefully uh, getting healthy and, and ready to contribute once again in our fantasy lineups here coming up in week six. So th- those week five bye blues are hitting uh, owners of Charger assets. Maybe you're a Justin Herbert owner looking for uh, a replacement. C.J. Stroud might be more than just a replacement. I mean, talk a little bit about how the Houston quarterback here has kind of quietly notched another 300-yard passing performance last week. Is this a guy that you want for the rest of the season? Is this a guy that could be truly a, a QB one for fantasy? Yeah, this has been this has been one of the most impressive uh, runs that I that I can think of from a player of whom maybe not a ton was expected coming into the season, at least fantasy wise. He's averaging three hundred three passing yards per week. He has two touchdown passes in each of his last three games. Nico Collins looks like a star. Tank Dell looks like a like a near star, like he might be. You know, like their their receiving core is obviously better than most people thought it would be coming into the year. And Stroud himself is making, you know, like it's, it's, it's not overly simplified stuff either. Like a few times a game, he's making, he's making really impressive reads and really impressive throws. So he's been as, you know, he's exceeded expectations as much as any rookie that I can think of in, in this class at the most important position. So, yeah, I think he's kind of settled and, I will also say that he's one of these guys who doesn't run a lot, but he can do it. You know, they, they didn't ask him to run a lot at Ohio state. Obviously it wasn't the best use of CJ Stroud, but when he needed to, they had, they had like a monsoon game against Northwestern last year. And, um, and he ran really effectively in that one. Like he can do it. So it's not like he's a nothing as a runner. Um, I, I think he does have a, a pretty clear path to like, it's not a, not a, not a top five finish at the position, not necessarily a difference maker, but QB 12, QB 11. Can he come, can he come in there by the end of the season? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very much in play. Yeah. It's funny how like you invest all these resources into evaluating these quarterbacks. Of course, the disclaimer we're only in week five here, but Andy, I, I don't like what I see out of Bryce Young. I invested in him one league and it was like, whatever flyer at the end, not, not, not there, but it just seems like nothing right now is working the way that it should in Carolina. Am I overreacting to young and Miles Sanders and everything else happening with the Panthers right now? No, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's an overreaction. It's like it's quarterback. It's and you're a pro. It's the most important position of football. Like we, you know, we we expect uh, immediate production and it's happened in a couple of other places like Anthony Richardson is looking really good and CJ Stroud is looking really good and that's who you're going to be compared to so I think it's fair um he does not have the greatest receiving core (laughs) I'll say that like there's not a there's not a Nico Collins in that receiving core there's not a Michael Pittman in that receiving core so that's that's kind of where I would hold out hope with uh with Young we know he's a you know we know from the Alabama days great processor all that but he had some obvious knocks too. He's he's very much on the small side for an NFL quarterback, so that's going to be an ongoing concern. Like ball security is a little bit of a concern. Um, we'll see, but I'm I mean I'm not wowed yet either. And it's like the man, the, the Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud decision. If you had it in superflex leagues, um, a lot of us got that wrong. <laughs> 
Andy, we, we started our conversation talking about players that are returning players that we invested in during the draft uh, that, that we might be seeing for the first time. One of those players is Cooper Cup. Uh, what's the latest on the Rams wide receiver? What does it mean for his rest of season? What does it mean for Puka Nakua uh, investors? Yeah, this is this is not quite as clear as Jonathan Taylor, who's just like, yeah, I'm healthy. I'm good. Let's let's go. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of been the the, the very clear uh, uh, message from the Colts. It's it's a little bit murkier with Cup because he's coming back from like a known pretty legit injury that that he aggravated once before. I you know I'm hopeful that he'll be back this week. I've I've still got him ranked as if he's going to play and be Cooper Cup like it's pretty easy with him because when he's available to play, you, you know that he's a target magnet and he's a top 10 receiver and we feel good about it. I, I think that Nakua can survive alongside him. Um, they're not doing, they're operating in, in part in the same area of the field, but not exclusively because Cup can do everything. Um, we've seen Puka get deep a couple of times. Also, Matt Stafford is just playing so well right now. Like it's, He's making unreal throws, um, absolute darts, like early career Stafford. I actually feel like the, the, one of the big things that, that many of us will have gotten wrong this year in fantasy, and it's not like Matt Stafford himself is, you know, this locked-in QB1 or anything like that, but I, I, I did not pay enough attention to the reports that were generally positive about him um, throughout the summer. Like, he had a good quiet offseason and we worried about the elbow and he was clearly injured and compromised last year, but the reports were just generally very good. And he was always practicing. And, you know, some of it was just like offseason sunshine where a player has nice things to say about his young teammates and all that, but it all proved true. And, and Stafford is looking like, you know, 25 year old Matt Stafford. And some of the throws he's making are just incredible. And there aren't five other guys that can make them. So if he's playing this well, um, Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup can absolutely both remain rock-solid fantasy starters with Tutu Atwell, you know, occasionally spiking as a, as a wide receiver three. Uh, Andy, uh, finally, how is your survivor pool doing here? <laughs> Who is your choice here? We are still going, Andy. It's October. This is when the fun begins now. I eventually, um, last week, I, I just went all in on the Chargers, which, you know, man, I... Like, like I, so I'm still alive in two survivor pools. And like, I was like, man, you can't go all in on the Chargers because just when you think they're going to, they're going to, they have an obvious win. They definitely don't win that game, but they pulled it out. Um, so I'm still alive. I'm, 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 I, I haven't, I actually haven't, this is a good reminder. I haven't made that call this week. I'm not sure what I'm, it's probably Detroit, right? It's got to be Detroit. That's Detroit's the play. Yeah. Favorites. I've already used Washington or I might be tempted to use them tonight, but uh, I think I'm going Detroit. It's already like, it's already a win for me because I made it to October. This doesn't happen very often. I've told you guys, I often don't make it to Sunday in week one. I, I often get like, Oh, I'm going to pick the Thursday game. And, I, and that's when I go out. So just being in October and still alive and survivor is really fun. For me. Andy, we appreciate you giving us time as you do every Thursday here, but we know you've got a show to get ready for here. Tell us about what's coming up tonight on Yahoo. I do. Fantasy Football Live tonight, 75 minutes before kickoff of the Thursday night game that all of America will be watching. Mm -hmm. Um, People love them, some bears. Uh, So please tune in. We're going to have not only a game preview, but we're going to take a whole bunch of questions. We're going to talk about uh, a bunch of different matchups. So the show is always, it's been a blast all season. Andy, it's great uh, always talking with you. We're smarter uh, fantasy players because of it. Thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.
You got it, Andy Barrett from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Man, I love having him on with us every week. And if you're listening to that segment, you have an advantage, by the way. You're a smarter fantasy football player when you listen to the sports bar. No doubt about it. And you know what I like about Andy? This is not exact. Like, one of the things, like, yeah, we didn't really put any stock into the Rams. Yeah, we were, we were wrong. Yeah, okay. We were in a draft where Matt Stafford was Mr. Irrelevant. Last player selected mm-hmm. in the draft. That player who selected Matt Stafford with his final pick in a two-quarterback league is currently in first place in our league because partially of the value he got by waiting for Matt Stafford, who's been awesome so far this year. Nate Peterman released today, May of last year, uh, 2022, one-year, $1 million contract, April, August 30th, released, August 31st, signed as a free agent of the practice squad. No, I could go on and on and on. Released, signed as a free agent, released, signed as a free agent. Today, he was released. Again. Do we have a, a part two to this story, or is it just he's gone and we can breathe the side of seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Over the last 18 months, there have been 13 roster oh moves God. involving Nate Peterman and the Chicago just Bears. Move on. Why? Just move on. 13 man. roster moves and Nate Peterman? 13. Maybe Ryan Poles has fallen in love. Maybe there's something in the musk of, of Peterman that Poles can say, can't say no to. It's disgusting. What are we doing? He what has are been, we doing here? Since August 29th, he's been released three times, including today. All right. Well, we'll expect that he uh, will be back. back on the roster by tomorrow. Uh, appreciate Andy stopping by, giving us some fantasy football advice. Andy Barrett's from Yahoo Fantasy Sports every Thursday here in the sports bar. Uh, we've got happy hour coming up in just a couple few. Man, we have time for your calls as well. If you want to join us, 585 585- 866-4FAN is our phone number. We definitely have calls. 866-4326. And, and, you know, some of the news and notes from around the NFL, Gino, quickly. I mean, we we mentioned uh, during Andy's segment that Jonathan Taylor is back at practice. We mentioned that Cooper Cup may be going this weekend. Saquon Barkley may be going this weekend. Mm -hmm. We keep it close to home. Von Miller, with the news that, that Greg Rousseau wasn't practicing for a second straight day to me it opens the door for von miller to make his debut in london von miller if you listen to von miller you would think oh he's playing there's no doubt about it but that's just von being von he's so positive he's gonna tell you what you want to hear um but the tell here danger is this They'll still have to make a roster move here before game time they haven't done any they don't have to do anything with tradavius white tech Technically, but why wouldn't you put him on injury reserve at this point? He's right. not coming back. So they haven't made a move with Tredavious White yet. Right. It's eating up a roster spot. It'd be pretty easy and clean to put him on IR and activate Von Miller for Sunday's game, wouldn't it? You, I would think that Tredavious White, you would want a corner. Maybe that's Jamarcus Ingram eventually. Hey, you're on the 53 just, just for the balance of the roster. Sure. But as far as the defensive line, do you really want to expose Kingsley Jonathan to? I I, I think most Bills fans would be fine uh, carrying an extra defensive lineman at this point when Von Miller is activated, whether that's this week or next week. I think maybe the Bills are slow playing this when they're putting down limited on the like who is there to say what do you mean by limited? There's there's no like practice practice report police here in the NFL. Well, they're supposed to be, but are they really enforcing anything? 
Like you're supposed to report you. By the way, Joe Burrow all of a sudden clean. He's not on the injury report anymore. What? So, so Wait, it's my goodness. All of a sudden. Wow. No, that means he's going to be injured indefinitely until he can actually stop playing football. Well, they could say, well, who cares, Gene? Like, well, we just got done talking to Andy Barron. So we really wanted to go deep. If you're an IDP player, okay, you know, individual defensive player like you would want to know if von miller's playing yeah, or, not. Or, or just if you in the world of sports gambling being legal where it is now this is information that has to be legit it has to be credible we have to know there it has to be transparent so there's there's some fog here again mcdermott belichick he's morphing into him and i like from a bill's competitive standpoint i get it this is what you want your coach to do they're not going to tell you in advance what's going to happen here we'll get into that uh, we'll share some sound uh, from the Bills practice uh, today, their final practice before they jump on a charter flight to London tonight. And uh, boy, we'll, we'll kind of timeline that out for you here. What's ahead for the Buffalo Bills here over the course of the next few days as they prepare for Jacksonville Sunday morning. Uh, a game you'll be able to hear, obviously, on the fan Rochester. Kickoff at 9.30. Pre-game gets underway Ooh. early, early, 6 a.m. Oh, yeah, and thanks to our governor, you can go out to an establishment 8 a.m. If they apply for the permit, you yep. can go have a cold one. Yep, so that's if, is that the plan? Are you going to go out and enjoy a cold one? with? We the- can share a cold one and maybe a win or two. You can come join Rochester's odd couple, Tommy Mulay and myself, at the Chai Lai, Bill Gray's Tap Room. The Tap Room at Bill Gray's Danger. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I love hearing that. Uh, That'll be on Sunday morning. Looking forward to that. Happy hour next. Your calls at 866-4FAN, 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 